What is up, party people? And by party people, I mean those of you that enjoy listening to five nerds roll some dice and pretend to be other people for an hour. Yay! Woo! Well, we have fun doing it. Hopefully you do too, listening to us, having fun doing it. Uh, anyway, this is Matt, in case you couldn't tell. I just wanted to take this uh, this time off the top here just to remind you guys of the stuff we've got going on. We still have our temporary store up and running. You can access that from the big old button right on the top of our website at inspiredincompetence.com. That temporary store goes until April 26th. That is the Monday after this episode drops. So if you're listening to this on time, and why wouldn't you be? Make sure you hop in that store, get your stuff before it runs out, and then we'll be uh, setting up something hopefully a little more permanent pretty soon. But this is the only time you're going to get these prices and this specific design, so jump on it while you can. Other than that, we have a Patreon goal of $250 a month. We are getting close, guys. We are less than $40 away. And once we get to that goal of $250 a month, we are retooling our Patreon tiers entirely. We're going to be adding tiers. We're going to be throwing in some new rewards. And if you're good, we might even throw a whole new show your way. But you're going to have to get there. If you want to get it, you got to show us some love too. We love you guys. And we just want to feel loved too. You know, everyone wants to feel loved. But Last but not least, we are still doing our call to arms on Facebook. We need to get to 500 total likes on Facebook. We are drawing ever closer. And once we get there, we are going to draw one lucky winner from among the 500 that have liked us to win a mini spellbook courtesy of Elderwood Academy. These things are wonderful. They hold your dice. They can hold a mini. They got a little rolling tray in them. They're very portable and they're really nice looking. So yeah, that's what we've got going on outside of the show. Now let's take a look at what's going on inside the show as the, as we continue our journey through Nine Eves in episode 15, Disarmingly Charming. The only podcast whose editor listens less than you do, we're Inspired Incompetence. How's everybody doing? Yeah, pretty I, good. I feel personally attacked by yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel less attacked than Matt does, but still somewhat attacked. Okay, so let's see. Uh, do we have anything going on at the end of last week? You know no, we, we did. We defeated notes. the big baddie. It was super easy. Nobody was in trouble. Huzzah. Uh, except none of that happened. We're still mid-combat with Vithis, the Wisak Sakil, and... Not only are we mid-combat, we're mid-attack roll. We're mid-crit confirmation. Nick confirmed that critical hit with his scimitar using spell combat as a magus. And Matt was just drawing the the uh, the crit card for that. And he's going to be able to read slashing or spell. And spell crits can be fucking combat enders. But I didn't <laughs> let him read it to anybody. And... You know, I'm giving myself some points because as the GM, I wanted to be like, Matt, I'm the fucking GM. Just read me the card so I know what it's going to be. But no, I kept myself in the dark, too. Yeah, What's in the box? Celebrate. I mean, suffer with us. Without further ado, Matt, what is that crit card? Okay, here we go. For slashing, we have a severed tendon, 
So normal damage and 1d6 of dex damage with no save. And for a spell crit, the option is called Power Surge. Triple damage. Oh! <gasps> so triple damage is... That's like the whole th- the whole thing crits, right? Like the the weapon and, and the, spell. the spell both crit. So that would be triple damage for both the weapon and the spell, correct? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to take that one. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. <sighs> so I'm okay. So it's a total of three, six. That's gonna be eleven damage from the scimitar. So that's twelve plus six. 18 non-lethal cold damage and he is fatigued and since I dealt non-lethal damage with my scimitar that's going to activate my background trait which lets me make a free action intimidate check to try and demoralize him now how long does that fatigue last until the non-lethal damage gets healed yes and that's a 21 to intimidate. Okay. Uh, so you beat the DC, but not by five or more. So the shaken effect will last for one round. Okay. And he's fatigued. And he's fatigued. And he's dead. He's, no. You're looking at another uh, Prince Uspid situation with uh, some pretty high damage reduction. Your, your scimitar damage just barely broke through his DR. The cold damage, he he took more more of that than he took from your scimitar, but he he absorbed quite a lot of damage from both your scimitar and your the cold damage. But he is now both fatigued and shaken. That alone is pretty good. It is pretty good. Honestly, I think the normal damage and then 1d6 dex for a possible minus 3 to his AC might have been the better call, but they were both they were both pretty good crits. The, re- uh, yeah. the reason why I decided the to go the other route was because I knew he was going to absorb ten of the cold damage, which meant yeah. I didn't deal any non-lethal to him, which meant I couldn't then right. intimidate him. Uh, yeah. Also, how do you and say I think no he to time been three? fatigued either? Uh, right? <laughs> no, no, the, he would have gotten fatigued. The fatigue doesn't isn't contingent on dealing the damage; they just are. Right, but they're fatigued until that damage goes away. If he doesn't take any damage, then oh, I don't it would think go he's away. fatigued. That would make sense, I guess. It it was it was gonna be a rough. Uh, it was gonna be rough, no matter which one you picked. But I think uh, no, we'll just we'll just have to see where this goes. Hopefully, you guys oh, can take advantage of um, that. Uh, one one other thing, I forgot. My second background trait also activated, which is once per day when you confirm a critical threat. Um, I can recover one Arcana point. Nice. Nice. Okay, so let's continue. Up next is Rogyar, our only non-confused hero. Okay. Come on, Rogyar. Um, You got a crit in you. Oh, that would be so very nice. First, uh, why don't you give me a will save versus his gaze attack? That's a natural 20. (laughs) You wasted it. Damn it, Alex. I'm I'm sorry. God damn it. That's the order of operations, though. I I retract my apology. I have nothing to apologize for. Uh, Go ahead and do what you're doing. All right. Well, Rogar is going to... uh, Yeah, he's going to gather power as a move action. And then he is going... Well, 
No, I'm not going to bother because I can't push him anywhere. He's right up against the wall already. Right. So there's no point in using the infusion. I'm just going to attack and we'll see if I need the move action for something else. Anyway, that is a 20 to hit. Oh, and that's with your minus two for being shaken? Uh-huh. Wow, that'll hit. All right, he takes 17 damage as a blast of air knocks him in the side of the head. Nice. God damn. All right, he felt that. Still a uh, fair amount of that got absorbed, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Up next is Vipera. All right. Um, you are I confused. Assume. I am. Let's... Well, no, so the... You got attacked by uh, Thalias on his last turn, so you automatically attack him back. No. Yo. Sorry, Thalias. 12 to hit. Ah, thank you. No. Okay. Well done, Vipira. Uh, Thalias, return fire. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. So impossibly rude. <laughs> <laughs> this feels terrible. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh, 27? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. that hurts. 27, am I shaken? Uh, no. Because you've got fear resistance. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, 27. All right, so I hit you for... Nine. Ooh, nine, yeah, sorry about that. You caught a wicked edge on I my mean, shovel. Oh, I'm at zero, like exactly zero. <laughs> Holy what? shit, really? How? Yeah. Because she already got hit by that AoE thing that the, that the thing did. Yep. Oof. And she wasn't at full health before that, I don't think. Uh, so I am I, staggered. Aichi mama. Okay, it's Vithis' turn again. And uh, he's still not really feeling the pressure, so he's going to maintain his uh, his droning madness. Everybody give me a will save. Do I put down the hero point for it? Oh, no. Um. So, uh, yeah, that's a natural one for Rogiar. Lovely, lovely. I'm going to throw down the hero point. Okay. We're a plus eight. Oh, I didn't need it. <laughs> wow. Oh, natural 20. Hero point well spent. God damn it. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. And I do mean that one. Okay, so that was uh, Vathis' move action. As a standard action, he's going to take another swing at Uhtred. He can try. I got a natural one. Yes. Now confirm <laughs> that shit. That's... I am untouchable. Fatigued and shaken. <laughs> that is not my first natural one for Vithis against Uhtred, I don't think. I'm pretty sure every attack he's made has been <laughs> like shit. I confirmed with another natural one. All uh, right. Okay, so, so that is a melee weapon critical fail. Melee weapon crit. All right. So this is called Wide Open. Vithis is flat footed for one round. Nice. Okay. 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 Nice. Worst things have happened. And I have to attack him, right? Because I'm confused. Correct. Yeah. But I also find that good because Thalias is not confused. Yeah. So, like, him being flat-footed is a really good opportunity to get that staff away from yeah. him. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Okay. Parting of the sea right there. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, up next is Uhtred. He is, uh, he's no longer shaken, but he is still fatigued, and now he's flat-footed. Go ahead and make your attack. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. 17 will hit. Nice. And he takes 8 damage from the scimitar and 5 damage from the frostbite. Well, it doesn't really seem like anything really got through. 
And uh, one non-lethal. Keep oh. adding to that non-lethal. Well, that's fine. I dealt one non-lethal, so uh, I'll go ahead and make another intimidate. I don't know if that counts because the uh, non-lethal damage came from such a wimpy attack. Yeah, that it, it doesn't didn't make matter. It if I deal non-lethal damage with a melee weapon, my trait allows me to give an intimidate to demoralize. It doesn't say Why? if you do a good attack or lots of damage. <laughs> it just says if you deal non-lethal damage with a melee weapon. Fine, go for it. <laughs> Twenty-two. Okay, he's shaking for one round again. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. I got them all set up and primed for you, Thelias, my boy. Well, first we got to do Rogiar, who is confused. Let's yep. see what Rogiar does. 79. He attacks the nearest creature. Uh, I think that's Vithiz in this yep. case. Oh, that's lucky. Whoa. All right. Then, uh, yeah, I'm blasting away. And I missed. Oh, actually, no. I mean, he's flat-footed and all this other stuff, so does a 12 hit? Unfortunately, Shaken doesn't reduce his armor class, and Fatigued lowers his dex by two, but he's flat-footed, so his dex isn't part of the equation anyway. Uh, so you're still you're still targeting just his flat-footed AC. None of the other debuffs are applying, but uh, unfortunately, that still doesn't hit his flat-footed AC. Yeah, I figured he had to have some kind of armor or something on there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, up next is Vipira. Vipira, you were attacked by Uhtred. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Nope, I made my... Uh... Oh, that's right, because you spent the pointless hero point. All right, well, I'm staggered. Uh, can I take that five-foot step and swing once? Yep. All right, uh, that's what she is going to do, and I'm flanking. So I am going to do a called shot to the wing. Okay. 22 to hit. That'll hit. All right. 16 damage. So normally a call shot to the wing means that uh, they need to make a fly check to avoid descending involuntarily. So it kind of assumes that it's you're fighting a creature mid-flight. You're attacking their wing. Uh, since his wings are doing something very, very uh, annoying, yeah, very complicated, annoying and specific. I'm going to, like, each round he wants to maintain that, I'm going to give him a 25% uh, chance that uh, it fails. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so up next is Thelias. All right. This Get is him, my time boy. to shine. I'm coming for him. And I just, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, and... Uh, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and snatch that uh, staff from his hands and um, win the game. All right, so give yourself a plus two circumstance bonus on your disarm check because the glove that you're using the disarm maneuver with has a connection to Vithis, who is inside of the weapon you're trying to disarm. So he, he wants that to happen. So, like, you're going to see the staff kind of, like, jerk all of a sudden to all like right. try to maximize your disarm attempt. Excellent. So you're rolling your CMB and you're going to be adding a total of four to it. Two from your deaf maneuvers feet and two from the gloves. Damn, and this guy's flat-footed, fatigued, and demoralized. What now could what? possibly go wrong? Here we go. Ooh, Ooh 23. Baby. 23. 24. 27. 
You rip that staff out of Athesa's hands. Yes. <laughs> so if if he had if he wasn't flat-footed and if you weren't receiving bonuses, that would not have succeeded. But oh my only God. barely. Don't uh, even say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So you have Athesa's staff. If you can hit him with it uh, on your next turn, he will like he will trade places with Kishikish. The combat will be over. No pressure. In theory. In theory, yeah. That's he, what we've been told. Kishikish might be liking it in there. Maybe he doesn't want to come out and he'll be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is Vathisa's turn. He uh, he turns around. He sees Thalias holding uh, that staff. And instead of taking a move action to uh, maintain the confusion effect, he ends that. And he's going to full attack on Thalias. Joke's on him. That's the guy we want him to be hitting. (laughs) He has four claw attacks. Oh, my God. Did I say joke's on him? (laughs) I might have spoke up too quick there. Don't worry, Thalias. He he hasn't hit me once yet. Oh, my God. First attack is a 23. (laughs) That hits. Second attack is a 24. Oh, my God. That hits. Oh, third attack is a 15. Oh, that doesn't hit. Oh, and fourth attack is a 31. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Well. Oh wait, he's uh, demoralized and... Uh, oh oh yeah, my god, I didn't add a single debuff. I almost got yeah. away with that. Uh, well, he's not demoralized. <laughs> oh. and, he's not demoralized anymore. But he is fatigued. So... Yeah, that, uh, he's demoralized until Uhtred's turn. Yeah. Because Uhtred's the one that demoralized him. Oh, damn it, you're right. Stop shortchanging me. Oh, so that 23 <laughs> was only a 20. Oh, a 20 doesn't hit. Yes. A 24 was a 21. That ties, so it doesn't hit. So it doesn't okay. hit. Nice. It does No, hit. that <laughs> hits. Oh, God, God damn, damn it. it. That's the worst rule of all time. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah, we've really got is. like over 100 episodes, uh, <laughs> and it's come up like every single episode. <laughs> it's all we talk about. <laughs> all right. Well, you... You managed to avoid two attacks instead of one, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. So the first claw is going to deal five damage. Okay. And the second claw is going to deal nine damage. Oh, my god. Ooh. Oh, wait. He's fatigued. So instead, that's four damage and eight damage. Okay. Yeah, this, this is the real power of Uchard. Yeah. I'm not going to deal and- <laughs> you a lot of damage, but... And he, He'll uh, take the wind out of you. And he hisses, Give it back! Give it back now! As a free action, I hiss. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, up next is Uhtred. Well, I mean, whacking him with my scimitar. You are not confused. Seems to be uh, doing the trick to some degree, so uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's gonna probably miss with a 13. 13 will miss. Okay, up next is Rogyar. You are no longer confused. Yay. Uh, so Rogyar is going to take a five-foot step to the south to make sure I got a clean shot on him. That'll do it. And we'll take a blast. That's a 21 to hit. 21 will hit. For 12 damage. Ugh, okay. That's about as low as I can go. <laughs> yeah, almost. He didn't feel very much of that. I imagine. He's still like stomping his fist or stomping his foot at uh Elias. Okay, up next is Vipira. Vipira 
is gonna claw. Yep, still staggered, can only do the one. Yep. Ooh! Oh, natural 20! Damn it. Uh, but the crit confirm is going to be a 12. That will not confirm. All right. 17 damage, though. Okay. And then Vipira is going to take a five-foot step and say, Thelias, switch with me now! Uh, and hopes that Thelias will uh, kind of go to where the flank position is. Thelias nods and throws <laughs> the staff at you. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. All right, Thelias, it's your turn. All right, five foot oh, step. Moment of truth, baby. And now, do you have can a hero I... point? I... Oh, yeah, now's a good time for a hero I point. I don't have a hero point. <laughs> oh well, I have faith in you. You were yeah. the you were the new Devoth. Yeah, the new Devoth swings the mighty staff at this uh, wretched beast man, and here it comes. 21 plus 2 23 oh for flanking yeah 23 hits yes so th- this this staff it's like a it's like uh it's like a big metal staff and then it's got a lantern hanging from the end of it on a chain oh that's cool and you you swing the staff and the lantern come and it boom, like conks him right in the head and like a fucking pokemon he just like like lights up and he's just this big outline of white light and he just gets shunted into that lantern and at the same time from the other side of the lantern another ball of light comes out and it materializes and it forms the shape of Kishikish and suddenly Kishikish is standing there with one hand holding the lantern on the end of the staff and he looks at Thelias and he is grinning ear to ear and he says, well done, well done. And combat is over. Oh my God. Oh, holy shit. Well done, guys. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that that dude seemed way too strong for this low of a level. To have that much DR. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes, that's yeah. the whole point. Like fighting him is a bad idea. the The way to beat him is how we did yeah. it by hitting him with the staff. I almost uh, asked like two sessions ago, like when the picture was like, you could use the staff or just kill him outright. I almost was like, you guys just want to like kill him outright? That way we don't have to <laughs> fight a bunch of shit. So after after the fight, let me just including the yeah, non- my peer is not. Oh, In- I was gonna say like Viper is not feeling too hot yeah. like after this fight. Yeah, including <laughs> the non-lethal damage down. that he took. If I added that together, he was only he was only half. Uh, wow, half half gone. Oh my god, what was his total hit points? Uh, sixty-eight. What? Yeah, and he had dr ten yep. to something, and like the cold resistance ten, and and the uh, basically to just have a confusion aura. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, me and Viper yeah, are just smashing each other for like two, three turns, whatever that was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, all, yeah. all yeah. you have to do is disarm <laughs> him and then hit him with it. Oh, oh okay, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Let me beat Viper to a pulp first, then I'll yeah. disarm him. Yeah. <laughs> Viper has a shovel-shaped bruise on the side of her face right now. Uh, Thelias probably has a couple of scratches. No, you oh, wait. Oh, I missed all. Never hit yeah, that's right. His armor. You were just like scraping scratches. at his armor. <laughs> Uh, Viper probably looks at it. Oh my god. 
That sucked. I was trying to miss you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, I was crazy back there. Those claws coming at me and wait, Vipira? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, do, you I, uh, do you have any heals yeah. by any chance? I whip out the wand and uh, start Ooh. healing. Do you sure you want to use the wand? Remember uh, the wand. Wand's charges are finite. Where lay of hands, you will recover each day. Right. So I can use lay of hands first, but I don't think we're gonna get there. Is where I'm going with that. Get where? But that's the idea: is that you should use that first. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I used one, and I so I have four left. Oh, five. Ooh. Four. We're going downhill, but maybe I can save it here. <laughs> well, I mean, he's at twelve. Right? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why do I open my mouth? It goes five, four, three, one. Four heals. Progressively worse each one. But a I mean, total it's still of, not bad. Yeah, 13? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. We're still going to have to take out that me. wand, though, I think. Because I'm missing a bunch of HP, too. Well, hold on. Let, let's. Before we just start powering away through all of our heals. We should talk to the guy we just got out. Yeah, here. and figure out, like, are we going to be able to rest now? Like, yeah, so. Uh, so Keisha, Keisha, like at first he's like kind of you know, he's being like polite and just kind of letting you guys like collect yourselves. And after like Thalias is just like like pow 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 lay on hands. And he's like oh that's all I got. Let me get my wand out. He's just like he's like perhaps perhaps uh, if if you would like uh, to to take uh, to take a rest, uh, please join me in the in the parlor. I would love to 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 greet you as proper guests. You have a uh, Saved my skin and uh, potentially many denizens of the boneyard. Elias is thinking back to uh, that tooth place we were just in. Like, is this guy nice? Like, legitimately nice? This guy? It, yeah, it we, seems we like he legitimately might be a good saved guy. him, and he's a good guy. What the hell? Not that the here? tooth fairy was necessarily a bad guy. It wasn't great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this snail monster—he's a monster, right? I mean, he's scary. So, looking. so what you're saying is people who are different than Thalias scare Thalias. <laughs> Uh, if, snail if you scroll people. scale oh, Thalias. He seems pretty friendly. Either way, I'm like surprised at how friendly he is. And I, after the experience I've had in the boneyard here, uh, I'm ready to accept some hospitality from whoever will give it to me. And this guy seems like yes, a blessing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all If we could spend guy. the night in the, the manor, that would be like primo. You're right. A bed for the yeah. first time in like days. He <laughs> says, come, come, please. Uh, Da- downstairs to the parlor, we have much to discuss. And as he's uh, as he's leaving the room, uh, the portrait of Kishikish on the upper landing, uh, as he as he passes that, it says, "I am relieved to see that uh, that you are back with us, Kishikish." He says, "Ah, thank you, my friend. Uh, no doubt you had a hand in these young adventurers' victory. You have my thanks." Uh, and it just looks like he's kind of talking Portrait, to a picture a of himself, point. pretty much. Yeah, did he just pat himself on the back <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> our <laughs> hard work? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Pretty much. So he uh, he joins you in the parlor, and uh, he actually he, he he has kind of a problem sitting in chairs with his big snail shell. So he he kind of stands, uh, kind of like supporting himself on his staff. Rogar plops down on the sofa. Yeah, Uhtred's gonna go sit in one of those nice, comfy armchairs. 
And uh, as you guys are getting settled, you, you hear that harp music again coming from the, the northern door in the parlor. And he, he like kind of cocks his head a little bit. He says, did, did one of you uh, activate something in the music room? No. We didn't even go in there. Yeah, it's probably nothing good. He says, <laughs> well, please, uh, wait, wait there. I'll be right back. He slides the door open, and the harp music is a little bit louder now. And uh, you you hear him kind of like uh, tinkering around in there, and then the harp music stops. And then you hear this like loud, skin-crawling howl uh, from some monstrous creature, like some like monster dog or something. And and you hear Kisha Kish says, "More intruders, not in my house." And you hear like whack whack, and you hear. And then there's silence, and uh, Kisha Kish comes, uh, like, hobbling back out of the room, and he says, Now, where were we? Uh, Thelias is, like, on the edge of his seat, ready to help this guy, and he just waltz back in. <laughs> where were we? What a boss. Yeah. Oh, it was here is absolutely not. <laughs> she was going to sit on this couch no matter what. <laughs> to be honest with you, you yeah, yeah, probably like, was too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone else, not my problem. Someone else whacks him with his staff. <laughs> oh, damn it, not again. <laughs> uh but yeah like so like as, as far as like combat goes that was like a single round of combat and then like the danger is over and he just walks back out he's like now where were we uh ah so in case uh in case you are unaware my name is kisha Kish. i am the master of this manor who do i have the pleasure of uh entertaining today thelias baker from and i wave my hand to uh to Uhtred to introduce himself as because he's the um, captain of the guard. Yeah, captain of the guard. I am Uhtred Bebenber, captain of the guard for Rossler's Coffer. By Pierre Draco, a local troublemaker. Uhtred nods in agreement. And, and I'm Rogar Stonebuckle. I'm not entirely sure why I'm here, but I'm here. Very well, very well. Uh, not, I don't, I'm s- s- terribly sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but were you aware of the of uh, a strange magical radiance emitting from your hearts? What? Uh, I think that's kind of why we're here, actually. Interesting, interesting. Um, but we're also looking for uh, a stamp of passage so we can, you know, get back where it came from. We're, we're kind of here by mistake. I see, I see. Well... I, again, I don't mean to be rude, but I am extremely curious. What has brought you to my manor? No, of, of of course, you just told me that you're here for a stamp of passage, but if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear the story of 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 how how you came to be at my manor. Oh, I'll tell him the whole story. I got nothing but time in this comfy parlor. Could we right? possibly do it over some dinner? Ah, yeah, of course, dinner, yes. Uh, d- uh, pardon me, I, I'm beside myself. Uh, I'm a little out of sorts. Uh, yes, of course, you can have dinner. I must apologize, and he, like, starts walking over uh, out of the parlor, and uh, he goes, like, into the room on the other side of the the, bo- the landing at the bottom of the stairs, and he's, I must apologize. Uh, I'm, I don't often entertain guests who uh, require uh, food. So my pantry has only uh, long-lasting rations, but uh, you um, can, of course, have your fill. That's better than we've had in days. Well, all right, all right. So he says, please come, come into the dining room. And uh, he 
he ushers you into that room. And so you walk in and this gloomy dining room contains a narrow table with a single high-backed wooden chair at the end. Other chairs and a sideboard stand against the room's eastern wall. The headless corpse of a hairy humanoid creature sprawls across the middle of the table. And standing on that corpse are three gross insects. They look like giant ticks. And Kishikish sees it. Uh, he opens the door. He sees that. And he's, oh, disgusting. And he he runs right at the table. And he says, get off of that. Whatever you're eating, you foul beast. And he starts, like, whacking the shit out of the these giant ticks with his staff. <laughs> and uh, in, in just a matter of, like, two rounds of combat, he's just disposed of the three ticks. Yeah, this guy got... Mega problems. This dude is crazy. His house is well, absurd. It's because we didn't clear out yeah, the place like we were supposed to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so uh, he, uh, so he, like, then he like stands there, kind of just like, and he turns around. and He says, "Again, I must apologize for the state of my home." Uh, hey, no problem. You should have seen that tooth place down the road. Oh, the Palace of Teeth! Oh, the those uh, those charming little uh, fairies—are they doing well? well I they... mean, not as well now, but <laughs> I think they'll be okay. Oh well, little capricious, I suppose. Uh, they easily offend each other. They are want to uh, have their little squabbles, I suppose. Uh, and he, yeah, we kind of walked into the middle of a coup d'état and kind of resolved it for them indeed ah uh is there a new ruler amongst the palace of teeth or is it still queen carnassio no new ruler you know just protecting the old one ah very well very well she <laughs> she uh <laughs> queen carnassio like you did it on purpose yeah right <laughs> ah so i see yes uh queen carnassio she is uh she she is a good she is a good ruler to her subjects a little a little dry of the wit for my tastes but uh i'm glad to know that she is still uh still in charge uh and he uh he's like slowly making his way around the table and he's uh going to the door to the north uh and he says uh please make yourselves comfortable i'll just be in the kitchen uh getting uh getting the 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 food for you and he opens the door and he walks in and then you hear oh another one get over here you <laughs> son of a bitch and just, whack 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 uh and you hear uh in this like this deep voice like just some like monstrous thing roaring insults back at him in this other language he's like oh, i thought you'd say that you piece of shit and uh just like uh, <laughs> like uh so like three rounds three rounds of combat later and it's silent and uh <laughs> there's a few seconds of silence and uh he'll just and then you hear him say uh be right there with your food just uh make yourselves comfortable nothing to worry <laughs> yourselves about i love this guy just when you thought he had killed everything in every room he <laughs> enters another one and kills something else he, he, there's oh, five wait, more yeah, rooms gonna, upstairs say, yeah. wait till he goes to bed <laughs> Dude, we're gonna leave this place and like we're just gonna hear the background. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, more of them. <laughs> How'd they ever get that key? <laughs> uh yeah, so like you just you just for a few minutes you just kinda hear like him busying himself in the kitchen. You hear like he's like getting plates of something together. And he says Again, I apologize. All we have is uh rice and jerky in here, but uh 
Have no fear. We have no shortage of of quality spirits. (laughs) He seems to chuckle at uh, some joke. Rogier's ears perk right up at that one. Yeah, rice and jerky, hell yeah, and spirits. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the spirits, the rice and jerky will be nice, but the spirits, oh, the spirits. (laughs) Give me as many spirits as you have. Uh, Okay, so he comes back out. Uh, He's got uh, some boiled rice and jerky, and he uh, he sets a plate of of each of that in front of each of you, and then he places on the table a. Shiny-looking knife and a magical wand, and uh, he explains that the knife is a masterwork alchemical silver dagger, and the wand is a wand of goodberry with twenty-four charges. And he says, uh, Ooh. He "says I happened upon these items when I was digging around in the pantry. Your your journey, uh, the journey you have ahead of you. Uh, I fear you will need them more than I do, uh, and I have, have, can of course replace them with some time." Uh, I hope you have some use of them. Uh, before you before you leave, uh, you can help yourself to as many berries as you want out of the greenhouse for the for the wand. And uh, so, anybody who doesn't know how Goodberry works, um, each time you cast Goodberry, you can make two d four freshly picked berries magical, and each transmuted berry provides nourishment as if it were a normal meal for a medium creature. The berry also cures one point of damage when eaten, subject to a to a maximum of eight points uh, in a uh, 24-hour period. So basically, you eat that berry, and you're good for the day, and it also heals one point of damage. Wow. Some damn good berries. Uh, but yeah, so he just kind of uh, he just kind of stands off to the side, and he just quietly lets you guys eat your fill. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of rice. There's quite a lot of jerky. And uh, yeah, you're able to eat as much of it as you want. Yeah, yeah. Rogar definitely eats. Yeah, probably peers. too much. Yeah, Fucking. like I'm Uchard's definitely overeating, right? Like I don't know where my next meal's coming from. My stomach needs to hurt after this. So while you're so while you're eating, after make up fortitude save. No. <laughs> after <laughs> after you've been uh, been able to you know enjoy uh, a few uninterrupted minutes of eating, Kisha Kish uh, clears his throat and he says, uh, "So." Uh, Thalias, you said that you were going to regale me with the story of how you wound up at my manor. So there we were, pitch black. Where am I? Coffins. Five of them. And I I start at the very beginning. I'm ready to just talk until he tells me, okay, okay, that's enough. Yeah. All right, that's fine. So, you know, Kisha Kish listens uh, raptly. He lets Thalias, you know, tell every little detail of the story that he wants to. I'm also thinking that it might be possible that he might have some insight to some of the stuff too, which is Mm. part of the reason why I don't want to leave any details out, you know? Right. Yeah. So you you get, you get to the end and you're like, then it was now. And then I don't know what happened. And, uh, right. Keisha Keisha's, he's just been standing there with his, with his hands, like as behind his back as he can, uh, with his big, uh, snail shell. And, He's silent for a little bit, like he's just kind of like taking it all in. He's like turning it over in his mind. And he says, "That is a fascinating story." And he, he like turns to the rest of you. He says, "Is that really? Is that is is that really what happened? Is 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 all of this true?" Every word. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> Rogar goes through a mouthful of jury. Yep, that's right. Yep, he spared you no detail. And now, McTana. Hunts you for your souls. 
Oh yeah, big time. And we think she already got one of us, Father yes, Crow. Father Crow. Ah, uh, well, McTana is, if nothing else, dogged in her pursuit to perform her duties. She takes her job very, very seriously. Um, apologies, I'm still just taking this in. I've never heard anything like this. I nod along you- like, yeah never experienced anything like this I'm right there with you of course of course you have my sympathies for your for your loved ones whom you've lost along the way you, you, your nods you did the right thing though uh, I, I I know it must have been very hard and maybe it still doesn't feel like you did but trust me you did the right thing a, a soul that is not at rest only gets worse. It twists itself until it's only a shadow of its former self and becomes something truly, truly dark. What you did was an act of compassion. I will need to... And hey, we appreciate the hell out of what you've done for us. This is great. I mean, we didn't know what we were getting into coming in here, you know, with the talking painting and uh, all the monsters and the craziness, but you've been awesome. We've got to thank you so much. (laughs) The only thing he's done is fed us for saving his life, like... He hasn't killed us, and he's he promised us passage. <laughs> he and could he listen try. to my story. He's the first like gracious host we've had. Literally, everyone else is out to kill us. <laughs> That's kind of true. Well, he, he like holds a hand up as like as Elias is singing uh, Keisha Keisha's praise. He says, "Nonetheless, whether you did so ignorantly or not, uh, you single-handedly prevented a Sakil raid on the Boneyard." Who knows what damage Vathis could have done in the Boneyard had he gotten the information that he wanted from me. What information was he looking for, Keisha? That's none of your business! Okay, I thought I could trick you. (laughs) (laughs) He says Vathis was looking for important information pertaining to the Boneyard and the Dead Roads. He planned to lead a Sakil raid from the Dead Roads into the Boneyard. If he had had more time to interrogate me, well... He may have just succeeded, but I owe you far more than what I have already repaid. You can, of course, stay at my manor for the night if you wish to rest your weary legs. If you've had your fill, I'd like to invite you up to the drawing room for a nightcap. I'm not going to say no to that one. He says, uh, while you're there, if you wish, you can make use of my library. It's quite good, if I don't say so, if I do say so myself. Uh, and he uh, he leads you out of the. Out of the kitchen, uh, hold back on. up the stairs. But before before he leads us back out, Kishukish, I was wondering if we could ask for one more favor. When we first entered Nine Eves, we noticed in the atrium that there was two backpacks that were empty, just hanging on the rack. Could we possibly take them with us? Like he just kind of like lazily waves his hand. He says, "They're yours. Take them, please." You truly are a gracious host. So, well, I try. Uh, so Kisha Kish uh, leads you upstairs uh, up to the drawing room, which is uh, the room that you jumped off the balcony out of. Kisha Kish, uh, he opens the door uh, to the south. You see uh, the, uh, an elegant library, uh, but it is in shambles. Piles of shredded books are heaped untidily throughout the room. A small desk is scarred by deep grooves across its surface. Several large umbrella-shaped masses of parchment and torn paper hang from the ceiling. 
Sl uh, the sliding double doors lead out of this room to the north, uh, towards where you are, and to the south. And a narrow glass door in the west wall leads to a small semicircular balcony. The glass of the door is badly cracked. Uh, so he, he slides the door open and he's, What in the world? And anybody who has it and wants to can give me a knowledge nature check. I got a five. Oh, Vipira with a 21. Uh, Uhtred had a 15. So Vipira and Uhtred, uh, you recognize the uh, the wads of paper up in the, the corners and the ceilings as wasp nests. And so uh, so Kisha Kish is just kind of like puttering around the, li the library and he's just shaking his head in dismay saying, oh, Vathis... He, he and he kind of like shakes his uh, his staff a little bit and uh, speaks into the lantern. He says, "You are gone, but uh, your wounds remain." And as he's uh, as he's speaking, you all hear a, a deep buzzing sound. And before you, well, that's kind of what I wanted to say. Something. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, like, while he's like ruffling around and like, there's like, I feel like I've seen this, and this. Oh no. Uh, and my peer, like, I was just like, there's wasps in here. Uh, Keisha Keisha, like, whips his head around. He says, wasps? And he, like, looks, he looks up at the wads of paper and he says, oh, perhaps you're right. And he, uh, he kind of, like, hurries back out of the room. And as he's closing the, the, the sliding doors, uh, you can hear this low buzzing sound start to emit from the wads of paper. So he's, like, he's got his hands on the doors and he, like, he looks back at you all and he says, uh, the swarms of insects are not exactly my specialty. I, I don't suppose any of you would be willing to help me reclaim my library. Rogar like holds out his hand and you get like a little swirl of air going and like, I can see what I can do. I will lend you my blade. I very much was looking forward to exploring your library. Oh, very well. Also, Nick, you have acid splash, don't you? Uh, yeah, but it's not, a, it's not a swarms. splash. It's called acid yeah. splash, but it's, it doesn't have like a splash effect, right? It's a yeah. it's a single target yeah. effect, yeah. I think, uh, uh, so I think with like energy-based attacks, like a, like a torch, uh, it would, like, it defaults to like one point of damage. So you're saying my acid wrong. splash would be one point of damage? I think so. All right, well, I'll get in there and throw some acid all over his nice paper stuff. <laughs> All right, so Keisha Keisha, with his hand still on the door and looking behind you, he says, Are you prepared? Uh, I suppose so. I stand behind Thelias. <laughs> not a bug person. Okay. Uh, everybody roll initiative as Keisha Keisha slides the doors back open. Yeah, before he does that, uh, you know, I healed our friend Vipira, but I never healed myself because I thought we'd be um, taking a nap and <laughs> yeah. doing other stuff. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So when he says, are you prepared? Uh, that's your cue to say, yeah, hold Time on. Go, uh, no, not quite yet. <laughs> yeah. No, you're let let me just nah. heal myself real quick. <laughs> I sort of thought he was going to heal us because he stopped us from when we were healing each other. You know, I, th I sort of thought he was going to be like, I'm holy and no magic. But then he just sort of gave us cool stuff. And he, uh, so, yeah, he doesn't really have anything that can heal you. I, uh, I just cracked that wand out and, uh, tossed myself uh, a couple heals. And I check if anyone else needs heals. Cause I mean, I patched Vipira up a bit, but I mean, 
I wouldn't say no, but I'm not really hurting too much either. So I'll, I'll save it for if we like have an emergency. Okay. So is it plus three on this thing? 1d8 plus three? 1d8 plus one. Oh, plus one. Ah, oh, Jesus. And there are eight charges remaining. Well, now there's seven, and then now there's six. Okay. All right, Uhtred. Um, Four. Rogier. Seven. Vipira. Nine. Thalias. Six. Wow. Wow, guys. Yeah, none yeah. of us like bugs. <laughs> why, why? We're not trying to rush in there. We said we'd help. We wouldn't do the work for him. <laughs> Kishikish has nothing for this. The second this goes even slightly sideways, I am fully committed <laughs> to back out, shut doors, fuck library. <laughs> and Kishikish throws the doors open. He says, go! And it's his turn. He says, I'll draw their attention. And he, uh, and yeah, he like yeah. runs to the other side of the room. He says, over here, you foul beasts. And it's now Vipira's turn. Yeah, Vipira's gonna... Shut the door. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well that was a thought and then she realizes oh shit i don't have the stamp um, oh shit you're right <laughs> <laughs> no she's gonna actually uh hold her entire turn uh until after something else is going on she'll, she'll call it when it when it's time okay you know if we uh, all just hold our turns then it just keeps being Kisha Kisha's turn. Hold. Hold. It is now the wasp <laughs> turn, and uh, they're going to go and get Kisha Kish. Uh So they uh, they they start uh, stinging Kisha Kish, but he seems like he's got some pretty good DR. And he's just like, is that all you've got? Come on. And uh, it is now Rogyar's turn. Okay. Rogyar will... Uh... Yeah, right where he is. He is going to just uh, take a shot at the swarm with his air blast. Okay. And that's a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Uh, whatever damage you deal, add uh, 50%. Uh, so that's going to be a grand total of 24 damage to the swarm. Very nice. Uh, that that did a lot of damage. Yeah, we heard him say 24. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, and it is now Thalias' turn. I'm not much of a swarm killer either. Uh, I guess I could just go in and do moral support, you know? Okay. So I, I would probably, I would, I would advise against that because they seem to not be bothering him too much. They're going to bother the fuck out of you. Oh, you're saying uh, moral support from behind him, not <laughs> right next to him. Moral support from the other yeah. room, yeah. Next room yeah. moral support. Okay, that sounds good. So I'll, yeah, I'll cheer him on and say, we're right behind you. Let's get these damn things. And, oh, I have that wand of, uh, what you call it? Bless. Maybe I could bless up to make it seem like I'm really helping when I'm maybe not okay. helping. Oh, you have the bead of bless. Bead of yeah, bless. the bead, Once sorry. per day. Well, yeah, once you can per do day. that if you want. Oh, I- okay, so Thalias activates his bead of blessing and everybody uh, gets blessed. Everybody gets plus one on their attack rolls and a plus one on their saves versus fear effects. Oh, save versus fear, huh? Bless, it doesn't <laughs> even bless the dude who's in there. Does it not? No, it does. He's 30. Here, let me I'll take a five foot. Yeah, step. yeah, he's 30. There you go. Uh, okay, so everybody's blessed up. It's Keisha Keisha's turn, and he just continues like waving his, his arms in the air and just making himself as obnoxious a, a target for these wasps. And uh, Vipira, it's your turn. 
Vipira. Does Uhtred not get a turn? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Uhtred, your turn. Okay. I'm going to shoot a Freya Rost. Uh, Freya Rost. A Ray of Frost <laughs> at uh, the sword. It's my favorite indie band. Right? Freya of Rost. 18 against its touch. 18 will hit. So you deal one point of cold damage to the swarm. Okay. Kishikish continues waving his arms. Vipira's turn. Vipira cheers on Rogyar. <laughs> Go get him. Good thinking. Yay. <laughs> Team. She slowly seeps into a into one of the armchairs. Yeah, I was waiting for that. My parents just gonna go and sit down. Yay, team! Just two, four, six, eight, and she just like kind of like Peter's sleeps off. off. <laughs> just all right. Uh, you can do it. It is the wasp's turn, and they continue stinging Kishikish. Uh, Rogyar. Okay. Uh, bolstered by the enthusiastic assistance of. Vipira, Rogiar shoots another blast. Yeah, for all you know, that's uh, where that bless is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, when uh, Utra did one frost damage to this thing, I was immediately thinking, oh, I just did 24. If this thing has 25 <laughs> HP. I was thinking it too. Kill, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to snake this. Jesus uh, so That's an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Um, and let's see, adding 50%, so that's going to be uh, 27, 28 damage. Yowza. Okay, so Rogyar annihilates the remainder of the wasp swarm, and uh, you and you can again see Kishikish, who had been blocked from sight from the swarm. He he lowers his, his arms that he had waving aggressively, and he, uh, he, he beams at you all, and he says... Once again, you have my thanks. I don't know what I would have done about those wasps. I might have had to burn the whole library down. If you'll excuse me, yes, we can. he uh, he turns and he faces the uh, the double doors behind him. He says, "If you'll excuse me, I'm going to check the rest of my manor for any more pests." And so he leaves. He goes uh, south, and you, then you hear uh, another set of double doors open. Uh, beyond into the next room and uh, then you hear ah more interlopers have at you motherfucker and just more like <laughs> swing swing bash bash and uh, then more silence you hear I got we're another just, one we're just browsing the library like <laughs> yeah I'm, you go the second you walked out of the library <laughs> I detected magic okay. <laughs> uh, give me a perception check Utrid for detect magic Yes. I said do it. I'm bad at it. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I just usually wah, 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 and <laughs> then I can find things. So here here's here's the uh the book says it takes an hour to search the room, but after doing so I'm gonna be spending uh, like the rest of the night in the library, FYI. Okay. Alright, well I'll I'll get back to you then. Um, I mean, using detect magic, like I guess it, it still take you f- probably a few minutes because it's only a fifteen foot cone. I have I two think, goals or, in this library. Oh, it's a sixty foot cone. Okay, well, so it, it's still a cone. Like you still gotta like kind of like name Anyone. it, and there's the the room is just in shambles. So like you've got a you've got a lot to kind of like focus on. It takes three rounds to to kind of yeah, confirm like, yes or no for stuff and. 
Uchid plans on looking for anything magical in here, and he also wants to sh- search what remaining uh, literature there is to see if he can find anything about something powerful enough to just wipe out a whole town in like one shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's everybody else doing while Kisha Kish continues searching uh, like the third floor of the manor? Oh, I'm looking around the library, like not quite like straightening up, but like if I look under something, I'll like, you know, if it's like a book lying on the floor or something, I'll pick up and like put it on a table just to clear some space. Okay. Stuff like that. Just wandering around. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll just help uh, Rogar. I don't really have anything better to do. I'm just putzing around. All right. So maybe five minutes after leaving the library, Kisha Kish returns. He looks around at all of you and he says, well, uh, to the best that I can discern, that was the last of them. Again, thank you for your assistance with uh, with those wasps. You, you you can you can move about the manor freely. You are my guests, and uh, if you wish to spend the night, uh, there are accommodations upstairs. Uh, but if anyone uh, wants to join me for a nightcap, uh, we can shake it up with that as well. And he moves back into uh, the the drawing room. Uh, Uhtred, give me a linguistics check, please, as oh, you're searching through the books. 18. Yeah, so the, the vast majority of the books, the, the the remaining books, I should add, like most of the books in this library are just done. They just turn into wasp nests or just confetti on the floor. Uh, but the vast majority of those remaining uh, seem to be dedicated to logic, numerology, and philosophy. But you you find a purple-tomed book. On the cover in Celestial, uh, you see that it is titled uh, Dead Roads Destinations. So I like find that book and uh, I think this might be helpful to us. And he'll crack open the cover of the book. Okay. Uh, it, it seems to be a kind of like personal accounts of Kishikish as he's like visited other locations and if, uh it, it's not limited to the dead roads like he's visited many places in the boneyard as well but it's just kind of his like personal accounting of his experiences at other locales and uh when Kisha Kish sees you uh reading that book he he says uh to the matter of your uh contention with McTana uh, unfortunately it is not my place to interfere with her duties he kind of like turns his head and like just kind of starts staring idly up at the ceiling, like twiddling his thumbs, almost as if he's pretending he didn't see you pick that book up. And he says, uh, however, if you were to borrow the knowledge within my library and uh, happen to find some material that benefited your situation, uh, say, for example, in a large purple covered book, well, it would be rude of me to babysit my guests, especially when I owe them my life while they accepted my hospitality. And he uh, exits the library, goes back into the drawing room, and pours himself another glass of brandy. Okay. That wasn't the magical item, though, right? Oh, you were also searching for magical auras. Um, Yeah, so in addition to this book, you find two magical scrolls. You can give me spellcraft checks for them. First one's a 15. Next one's a 26. Okay. Uh, you can't really figure out what the first one is, but you identify the second one as Burning Gaze. 
All right. Well, if you want to use the purple book uh, to, oh, and I do, to get some information on McTana, uh, I would like, um, and I would, Uchid would return to the um, the drawing room, get himself a nice glass and a comfy chair to start reading this book. All right. So you do that, and then give me an intelligence check. Fourteen. It's going to take you about three hours to get everything you need out of this book. Uh, so what's everybody else doing? We got nothing but time. time. I'm enjoying some nice fine brandy with Kisha Kish. I'm getting as much info from Mr. Kish as I can. Yeah, and Rogar would also bring up uh, the Stamp of Passage again. I was thinking that too. That would <laughs> be nice to get that sooner rather than later. Right. Uh, uh, he he uh, enters one room and, uh, and dies, and then we're just like, uh... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you bring up the snap of passage again, and he and he, he kind of like, kind of like jumps in in surprise at like his own forgetfulness, and he says, "Oh, uh, of of course, uh, I am terribly sorry, uh, absolutely." And he uh, he reaches into a pocket uh, within his robes, and he pulls out what looks like a like a seventeen sided die, and he uh, he instructs everybody to uh, to hold out their uh, hold out their hand. Again, I hold out my non-sword hand. He, uh, so he, one by one, he places the, the, the die in your hand, and he, like, with his hands, he kind of, like, squeezes your hand around it, and you feel, uh, like a momentary warmth, and then he, he takes it back out of your hand, uh, to do, uh, to mark the next person. And, uh, if you look at your hand, you'll see, uh, uh, in the same spot that, uh, Queen Carnassial's stamp left a mark... Uh, there is now additional marks on your hand, kind of uh, like circling the first mark. So you all have your stamp of passage now. As uh, the last of you uh, receives your uh, receives your stamp, the library and drawing room uh, disappears from view. And again, you're surrounded by swirling mist. And again, you see the image of a skeletal figure with long, dark hair and a crown of red roses. And you you hear the voice of McTana. Those, those things stitched into your hearts. I have never before seen anything like them. Even so, you are not the first mortal to be smirched this cycle of life and death. Many before you have attempted to run from their final rest, most of them powerful in their authority and fancy themselves above that which they could never understand. Such rulers betray their own oaths by doing so. A king who outlives his subjects is an abomination of government. You, who lived in the nation of Lastwell, surely you know the story of Tar Baphon, the Whispering Tyrant. All undead are blasphemy in the face of the cycle of life and death. But this lich? Israel spent over half a millennium even the cruelest of human rulers lasts a single century at the very most. Just imagine the pain and suffering that should not have been. I know you believe your intentions are good, that you have been given a second chance, but the nature of the radiant tumors on your arts, these magical oboles, they are not the creations of benevolent magics. And if you bring them back to the mortal world, I fear only more tyrants will emerge in their path. Please, if you truly love your own and people, you must go back 
and let me do my job. You have felt nothing but fear and pain in your struggles to defy your fate. I will soothe your trauma, and you can finally rest. And the swirling mist disappears, and you're back in the library and drawing room of Nine Eves. Yikes. That was spooky as fuck, though. Also, am I getting mixed messages from her? Is that, uh, it seems like she's pleading with us now to... It seemed like she was threatening before and is now pleading with us. Like, you know not what you do type deal. I think she was always doing that. But before, it definitely did sound a lot angrier. Um, Also before. But now it's definitely more desperate. Yeah, and that might be to do with the fact that we now have two stamps. Like, in the beginning, she might have been feeling like, oh, oh, whatever. They got on the dead roads. It's not like they're going to get stamps from all the, you know, live long enough. Right, right. And now she's like, oh, crap, they only need one more. Oh, I don't know if I'm emboldened to continue or, you know, Can we make a sense that... motive check on that? Sure. Guys, don't make me, don't make it, which would be the only one, because he's going to fail. Oh, I... it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sensing right there with you, pal. All right, all right. Yeah, um, see, I rolled a 12 for an 11. Uh, I got a 13. 18 for Thelias. Let's go. So, Thelias, you remember in the, uh, the, the first time that McTainer reached out to you was when you received your stamp of passage from queen carnassial and i wouldn't say she was threatening you then it was more of a she was she was almost kind of like trying to get you like pumped about the idea of dying like she's like you'll you die but like you'll turn into nutrients for other animals you become the circle of life you'll be it's just a passing off point you're giving your energy to the universe the universe draws breath from this cycle this is bigger than you that's an honor to be part of this uh and so with this one it seems more of a like a cautionary tale of you know be careful you know people other like you're not the first ones to defy death and it usually doesn't work out very well uh, what you, either whether it's for the people who actually do the defying or for the people around those who do the defying, uh, it is it is right. troubling stuff. So you're kind of seeing like kind of like a uh, a transition of whether it's her her motives, her desperation, or maybe she's just kind of trying to take this from another angle. But yeah, her her this message was a was a. a, a little different in tone from from her first message uh but i mean her delivery is uh is pretty brutal too it's like you get the stamp and then just like all around you like disappears and then (laughs) she comes out of what my mind it's crazy yeah can i make a quick guess here are we like a bunch of horcruxes like coming (laughs) together like in the moment that we get like Back to the normal plane, like so does the tyrant. Oh no, Tom, that would be pretty fucked up if that's what happened. Yeah, that that is what I got from her yeah. message. Like, yeah, I kind of got that. Like, she's trying to say that, like, us going back, like, we're going to bring evil with that us. Is, that is like we're like us going back is going to awaken. That is something. certainly one of her fears, uh, McTana's fear. She is convinced that maybe not that you know you guys are you know uh, bad people. But she thinks that, you know, whatever it is that you're carrying around in your hearts with you is is not anything that anybody you've met so far on your journey has ever seen anything like ever. And that's true. Everyone's been like 
oh, did you know, like, that's really weird. Yeah, that's true. And so like she, every person. Yeah, so she's clearly afraid of, like, she has, she doesn't know what the consequences are of you guys returning to the material plane, but she is clearly uh, fearing the worst. See, this whole time, Uhtred's kind of been thinking that, like, for asthma is behind why we didn't die, right? Mm-hmm. And this kind of puts in that seed of like, ooh, there's other possibilities, right? Like, what a great plan. Yeah. Like Initially, it's like, oh, we were spared. Now we have to find our way and home. You, and now it's like, oh, wait. And you, yeah, there's yeah. something more nefarious scared going on. You wipe Mark. out the town, right? Exactly. And you wipe out the town to give us that burning drive of we have to get back and avenge, right? All these loved ones. Oh, I like this. I, Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like. I like. I like. I'm, I'm liking that. It's there. There's some other factors that you guys are starting to pick up on, and 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 really kind of turn this mystery over. So going back to the stuff that Uhtred's been reading, though, you said that you got a 14 on your intelligence check, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. A 14. Uh, could you please give me two additional knowledge planes checks, please? And give yourself a plus four bonus on the rolls. First one is going to be a 20. And the second one's going to be a 33? No, 31. 31. 31. All right, so here is everything uh, that you have read about Mictana, and specifically her domain, Death Bower, when Kishikish... Uh, visited that lovely place. You know that uh, Death Bower is maintained by several highly disciplined gardeners. The senior gardener, you know, is a Shabti named Reed Reaper. Basically, Shabti are a race of uh, native outsiders. Uh, so similar to like an Asimar is a native outsider. They're not quite humanoid, but otherwise they are defined by class levels so they're not like they don't have their own racial hit dice like a like uh same thing as like a human or a dwarf uh so yeah shabti is just like a, a race of of beings created in uh another person's attempt to uh live forever and you know that the the senior gardener of 90s is a shabti named reed reaper you know that shabti have a spell-like ability where they can use suggestion once per day. You also know that uh, several witch crows roost in the Willow Grove in Death Bower. You remember uh, fighting a witch crow uh, shortly after everybody in Roslar's coffer moved on. Finally, you know that Mictana is a Katrina psychopomp, and uh, you went and got a 27 on that knowledge check. 31. Oh, 31, excuse me. So you can ask me four questions about Katrina Psychopomps. About them, not her specifically? Yeah, about Katrina Psychopomps in general. Okay. What DR do they usually have? They have DR5, which is bypassed by adamantine weapons. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like the same feeling as when you pull a slot machine. comes up. Right. <laughs> How about two cool things that they can do. Oh, gladly. <clears throat> they have a fun ability called Kiss of Death. Uh, a Katrina can kill a grappled, helpless, or willing target with a long, passionate kiss. Uh, the target needs to make a fortitude save 
or they take 5d6 points of damage. Any creature damaged by the same Katrina's kiss for three consecutive rounds instantly dies, regardless of how many hit points it has remaining. Uh, uh, note to self, no kissing any of these things. <laughs> Don't kiss anything in the boneyard. New rule. <laughs> can I... Uh... Can we, like, fend off that ability by pointing a wand at him and yelling, Expecto Patronus! <laughs> no, uh, but here's a, here's a second fun ability that pairs with that pretty nicely. Uh, as a standard action, uh, Katrina can force one humanoid within... Th- this ability is called Compel Condemned. As a standard action, a Katrina can force one humanoid within 30 feet to make a will save or be affected as per the Dominate Person spell. This ability functions exactly as that spell, but the Katrina can only command an affected creature to approach and kiss her. This action is not considered to be against the target's nature or self-destructive. But uh, any damage taken by the target, other than damage that the Katrina deals, immediately ends this effect. And you have one question remaining. One question left, huh? Anybody out there in the audience got an idea? Man, I can think Uh, of something, but like, if anybody was like, oh, I I really want to know about this, like... I mean, my only thing would have been like resistances, but because I mean, you already got the DR, and I know how it's going to affect me, and that's really all that I can do. So, Rugger don't care anymore. That was going to be my last question. So, just making sure nobody else had something else. That... All right, resistances for number one on the board. Resistances. You know that she resists the first ten points of any cold or electricity damage. So that's what you know about Katrina's. In addition to that, from uh. Additional information from this book, you know that McTana has additional levels of witch. She is she is a Katrina psychopomp, and then on top of that, she has additional levels of witch. Oh, well, that kind of sucks. I'm not looking forward to that eventual encounter. Okay, uh, is anybody else uh, doing anything while, uh, while Uhtred is thumbing through this book? Yeah, do we get any hot intel from uh, our friend Kishikish? Oh, so yeah, you're asking about the uh, the next way station. And uh, yeah. so he says, ah, oh, the next way, uh, you said that you were from Roslaw's Coffer, correct? Oh, yes. Okay, yes, uh, so that that will mean your next stop is uh, Salaghara Scriptorium. Salaghara is, she's a, she's a nice, she's a nice uh, psychopomp. Uh, she's very, very, always been very kind to me. Uh, I've 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 heard others have uh you know less savory words for her, but she's always been very polite to me. She runs the scriptorium, of course, and her her group of scribes work uh, day in and day out on uh, menial tasks uh, for for one thing or another for the the boneyard bureaucracy. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I. I imagine uh, if when when you get there, she will have some sort of menial copying tasks for you to do in exchange for a stamp. Uh, shouldn't be anything, shouldn't be anything too difficult. I imagine. Well, here's hoping, and I raise my glass I, to our friend Keisha. I Keisha. would put money on it that you will encounter no difficulties whatsoever in your visit to Salaghara Scriptorium. Rogier's a little tipsy over in the side. He's like, how much you want to bet? <laughs> My experience says, uh, that's not true. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, you uh, you waited your way through a coup at the Palace of Teeth. Uh, you, uh, you, you stopped an infernal invasion of the Boneyard at my manor. I'm sure your bad luck is behind you at this point. 
<laughs> just crickets. <laughs> yeah, crickets indeed. I was just raising my glass to this guy, but now he's, he's so, pushing so, his fucking luck. So how much did you want to bet? <laughs> his firstborn child. says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Instead of a bet, let me... Uh, let me let me gift you this in exchange for your services, and he hands you his seventeen-sided stamp of passage. Excuse Whoa! Oh. So he explains <laughs> that it functions as a pearl of power. Uh, a pearl of power is useful for any spellcaster who prepares their spells, uh, which is which. So Uhtred gets a new toy. Uh, as a standard action, you can activate the pearl of power once per day, and you can re-prepare any spell that you've already cast. However, uh, each Pearl of Power functions specifically for a single uh, spell level. And he explains that this Pearl of Power functions for second level spells. So next level, uh, Uhtred can start using this thing. And he says, uh, and in addition to that, uh, I'd like you to have this. And he hands you uh, the Nine Eves key, the one that you use to unlock the ballroom. I'd like you to have these tokens uh, uh, as, a, as a token of my goodwill for the remainder of your travels. And he explains that the Nine Eves key, the bearer of this key can use uh, the open-close spell at will, but only to open, not to close. Uh, in addition to that, once per day as a standard action, the bearer can touch the Nine Eves key to a magic item. And for the following 24 hours... All use magic device checks to use or activate the touched magic item gain a plus four insight bonus. Oh, that's useful. Nice. All right. And uh, and yeah, so uh, Kishiki says, well, uh, I don't know about you, but I've had about enough excitement for one day. Please uh, fo- follow me upstairs. I promise there are no more monsters in this manner. Uh, follow me upstairs and uh, I will show you to your rooms and you can rest can uh rest easy uh the best rest you've had since you woke up i i i would wager i'm all about it i drink to that and i drain the rest of whatever i've got left in my glass and follow him absolutely the spirits that you've been drinking by the way are have just been like like just smooth as silk they just it's nice and tasty uh kisha kish is certainly a psychopomp who appreciates the finer things and he's been just graciously letting you guys uh you know have Whatever you want. He's giving us presents, food, info, letting us loot his house. This guy rules. (laughs) (laughs) So he brings you upstairs and uh, uh, he brings you to uh, uh, the guest quarters. And uh, there are only two beds, but he he says that uh, anybody who, uh, if if you don't feel like sharing, uh, you're welcome. And anyone else is welcome to use the, the sofa downstairs. Or uh, one of the armchairs in the drawing room, or you know, the sitting room, and the, there's comfy chairs everywhere, pretty much. I go over and flop into one of the beds. As gracious of a host as Kishikishi's been, he uh, is he does not offer to let anybody use his bed. Hmm. Right, right. <laughs> um, as Rogar flops into one of the beds, Uchid'll say, oh, I, "I know we're all eager to sleep on a bed, but..." I do think we should still do watches. I I don't distrust Keisha Keisha, but we don't know what happened to Father Crow, and there there could be something. Could be McTana coming for us, and I, I don't know. We're about not you. exactly liked around here. 
I agree. I, f- I feel the same way. Like, I'll take the first watch. Second um, watch, the you know me. Watch. I'll take the last watch then. Okay. So with that, you guys fall asleep probably very quickly in these comfy beds. And on that note, we'll pick it up here next week on the Inspired Incompetence oh, right. Podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know if I like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's good for once isn't yeah it? god when's the last time we didn't leave off on like uh you're gonna yeah. die cliffhanger <laughs> we're still <laughs> see sleeping ya. see ya